Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Sit back and enjoy inspirational interviews with Christian fiction and nonfiction authors from around the world who are on fire for God and committed to using writing as a ministry tool. Feel free to follow our show at www. Dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash Christian Authors on Tour or like our Facebook page, the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. Happy First Friday! <laughs> well, 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 you are listening to the Christian Authors on Tour Blog Talk Radio Show. We're so excited that you're here. It is the First Friday of August. This is one of your co-hosts, Lynn Pender. And listen, I can't believe that the year is going by this quickly. But listen, I am so excited that my co-host is here, Pastor Kevin Wayne Johnston. Pastor Johnston, how are you, sir? I am doing very, very well. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, first Friday in August, you're absolutely right. Where does the time go? Uh, but all is well, and uh, we pray that you're doing well also. Yes, 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 I am, and I am really excited um, just about today's um, opportunity to interview another Christian author on fire for the Lord, right? I mean, really, uh, I'm Absolutely. Excited. We're excited, <laughs> super excited. <laughs> Yes, and for our listening audience, just a reminder to you, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We appreciate you. Listen, Christian Authors on Tour, uh, Blog Talk Radio Show is an online venue that provides an opportunity for Christian authors to share their books with the world. And we are so excited. We've, we've been online now since 2009. Christian Authors on Tour has been around since 2008. But we are just so excited that we have this venue where we can connect Christian authors and Christian readers and Christian book lovers to be able to to hear how God is using people to use writing as a tool for Christian ministry. Just want to remind you that 2022 is a planning year for Christian Authors on Tour. So things are pretty quiet for us <laughs> other than the blog talk radio show. But get ready, get ready, get ready. 2023 is just around the corner, and we are kicking off our multi State Christian Book Tour, and guess what? We're going to have some in-person opportunities, Pastor Johnson. It's about time, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back together again now that we are making our way a little bit beyond COVID and we're getting a little bit more yes. comfortable with getting together again. Uh, it'll be really, really yes. nice to be able to just say hello up close and personal, so I'm looking forward to it. Yes, so stay tuned. We'll have some more information um, probably by, I would say, um, mid-October, early November about our 2023 Christian Authors on Tour uh, calendar of events, and we'll have 
some uh, online opportunities and some in-person opportunities. And so we're really excited. Make sure you visit www.ChristianAuthorsOnTour.com. That's www.ChristianAuthorsOnTour.com. And Pastor Johnson, who is the dynamic woman of God that we have waiting in the wings? <laughs> All right. Well, our guest today um, is going to share with us some very, very good and detailed information about the work that she's doing in the trenches and her current journey relative to where she's been and where she's going. Uh, we want to introduce to you Dr. Rosemarie Downer, who was with us. She earned her doctorate from the University of Maryland. And she spent 20 years at the Department of Agriculture there with the government as a social science researcher. And in addition to that, at Bowie State University, she spent 24 years as an adjunct professor. So now she is proud to say that she is officially retired, and she's moving into doing a talk show that she will share with us, and she's also doing a lot of work in the area of research. Now, she's a multi-book author, primarily in the area of uh, parenting handbooks, uh, but she's also prepared a comprehensive ministry development course as well, and we're going to ask her to share uh, on that. Now, in addition to all of that, as a part of the introduction, uh, Dr. Downer is the author of The High Calling of Forgiveness, uh, the subtitle is It's a Mandate. So with all of that said, uh, Dr. Downer, we welcome you to Christian Authors on Tour. And tell us a little bit more about yourself above and beyond that introduction and share with us about your current book, The High Calling of Forgiveness. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. I am finally on Christian Authors on Tour, finally in touch with um, this wonderful organization that opened doors and opportunities for authors like myself and connect us with new people, networking opportunities. I'm excited. So a little bit more about me. Um, you covered my professional background, my doctorate is in child psychology, so I do have a, a, a psychology mindset. And um, folks who know me and have read The High Call of Forgiveness mentioned that they can see the psychology in me in that book because I come at it not just from a spiritual perspective but from our personality type and childhood experiences and how, how the experiences that we've had can mark us and make uh, forgiving an offender even even more difficult. So uh, about me now, I being retired, I am actually doing now something that I have longed for for several years, working you don't get time to write when you're working full-time job, doing ministry and um, teaching in, at the university. It's just no time to write. So being retired, I thoroughly enjoy writing nonfiction Christian books. Since I've retired, I've written eight books. Um, and that is um, workbook and teaching guide and things like that. Um, so that's where I am right now. And recently I started a podcast named um, All Things Faith Walk. You can get the audio and the video version of it. 
and preparing those sessions, episodes as well is time-consuming, as you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm on a journey to get the word out and want to spread the word as much as possible. Eight, eight books I'm in la- retirement. Wow. Right. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I, I haven't met, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Kevin is supposed to be retired too, and I haven't met one retired person that's really retired. You all are still working, and I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, you put you put you put the icing on the cake. We we love what we do, so we can't stop. We yes. love what we do. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and we what can do it on our own time. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, what a blessing. What a blessing. Now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this newest book because that issue of forgiveness is such a it, it's not only relevant, but it's so important and it's so vital to have healthy mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. want you to talk a little bit more about what that book entails. Oh, wow. So I I take the readers on a journey from the context in which I'm going to call it offense. That's the wrongdoing. That's the infraction. The context in which infraction takes place, and that is based on the fact that none of us is perfect because Lynn, because you're imperfect. Pastor Ken, because you're imperfect. Because I'm imperfect. It's possible that we could hurt each other. And so as long as we live and we interact with another human being, the chances of us being hurt by another person is likely. And the chances of us hurting another person is likely. So Matthew eighteen seven tells us that offense must come meaning the time when someone hurts you, it's going to happen. So I set the stage that we're alive, we live, we hurt others and others hurt us. I then go into what offense looks like and what the father's perspective of it looks like when we are offended. I walk the readers through a process that after the infraction takes place, thing that happens after that in a, in, a, in a normal flow of events is hurt. I draw a stark distinction between hurt and offense because being hurt doesn't necessarily mean you're offended. It's when we hold on to the hurt long enough and rehearse that thing that was done to us and it gets down in our spirit, then we become mm. offended. I liken offense to unforgiveness. So unforgiveness doesn't trigger in right after a person hurts you. It's when we marinate in what they've done. It's when we think upon it. It's when we regret not saying that or the other or doing that or the other. Then we become offended. Then we become unforgiving. Unforgiving I define as unfulfilled revenge. And if we hold on to that long enough, we become bitter. So I walk the reader through that process. Mm -hmm. I show the readers the consequences of unforgiveness, what it costs us emotionally, physically, socially, and most of all, spiritually. I show the readers the blessings that come with forgiveness, blessings among man, and blessings in our relationship with the Lord. And then I walk the readers through what we can do, the steps we can take 
to come into wholeness, not just healing, but wholeness. Be, be whole, he wants us whole. He wants us solid. He wants us grounded in him. What we can do to come past the hurt, come past the offense, come past everything, and come into healing and wholeness. I wrap it up with the fact that if Christ lives in us, we can, we can do it. I come against that false notion that is too hard to forgive. I'm not the forgiving type. You just don't know what they did to me. It's, no, I come against that and I, I ground everything in the word. So that's a nutshell of, um, in a nutshell, the flow and general contents of the book. Yes. So, so Dr. Downer, that, that you, you, did, you helped us to unpack it to an extent. If you'd be so kind, unpack it a little bit more. Help our listeners to better understand why forgiveness is so powerful from the perspective that forgiveness is for us? Okay. Yeah, very good question. We hear that all the time, right? So when a person does you wrong, they've wronged you and they've gone on with their life. If they were guilty, if they felt remorse, if they felt responsible, if they felt, uh, I don't know what, what the other word I want to use, there would be an initiation from them to rectify the matter. In most cases, when a person wrongs us, wrongs another person, they've gone on with their life. But the offended is left with the impact of what was done to them. So if we hold on to that impact, if we hold on to that effect of what was done to us, we're now building walls. We're now building trenches. We're not building connections. We're not building bridges. Because that hurt, that effect of what was done to us separates us from not just the offended, offender, I'm sorry, but from other people. So it gets us into a prison cell called unforgiveness. That's where it puts us. Unforgiveness is a prison that is built by the offended, not the offender. And the person who is behind bars in that prison is the offended, not the offender. So when we forgive, we're doing ourselves a favor first because it's freeing us first. It's liberating. It repairs relationship with man and it repairs relationship with God because unforgiveness impairs our relationship with God. Psalm 66, verse 18 tells us, if iniquity abides in our heart, he can't hear us. He also tells us mm. that we should forgive as he has forgiven us. So our forgiving others, I'm sorry, the Father forgiving us is predicated on us forgiving others. It is paramount that we forgive. Because Scripture tells us that it's a little bit crazy for us not to be forgiving our brothers and our sisters, yet we're asked to forgive us? Matthew 6 tells us that's the opposite yeah. of what he teaches. So, yes, we do forgive first for ourselves. Then we help the offender, but it's first for us. It's freeing. It's liber- I've been down this road. The other thing is the book, The High Call of Forgiveness, it's not written based on research. It's not written paraphrasing what somebody else said. That book is written as a result of a journey I took with the Lord. It's written mm. out of personal experience 
and revelations that the Father gave me as to how I can now describe forgiveness and teach it from his perspective. Last point on forgiveness, why O-N, forgiveness, not U-N, forgiveness. Last point about forgiveness that is really, really important. When we forgive, we are telling the Father that I am willing to put aside my desires, my will to please you. It's an act of obedience and an expression of love to the Father. If you love me, keep my commandments. One of his commandments is to forgive. When we forgive, we put away our pain. We put away our brokenness. We put away all of what the person did has cost and let it go. We write off the debt, and it's a statement to the Lord, I love you more than me. Yes. Ooh, that is a powerful, powerful <laughs> yeah. uh, summary <laughs> overview. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. Now, if folks want to purchase copies of the High Call of Forgiveness, it's a mandate. How can they go about doing that? And also, if they want to invite you out as a guest speaker, how mm-hmm. can they do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book can be found on Amazon as well as it can be found on my website, www.booksbyrosemarie with an IE dot com books by rosemary dot com um i have a facebook page books by rosemary um instagram books by rosemary email is info at books by rosemary dot com and my um email and phone number is also on my website so to engage me or interact with me i can be found my contact information is on my website as well as the links to my facebook and instagram accounts Dr. Downing, you spent 20 years with the federal government at the Department of Agriculture. I spent 34 years with the federal government at the Department of Defense and Department of Treasury. And I tell people all the time that my secular career did help me tremendously in the work that I'm doing in ministry and as an author um, and as a co-host for a radio show, and a number of other things mm-hmm. that, that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Sh- share with us, mm-hmm. how did your 20 years at the Department of Agriculture uh, as a social science researcher sort of prepare you for your life's journey? Very, very interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Um, well, we ought to be honest at all times, but I'm going to be very transparent in my answer to you. How that job prepared me was get yourself together financially ready so that the day you become eligible to retire, you can retire comfortably and really give what you want to give to ministry. That's how Amen. it prepared me. <laughs> But say, that, say that again, Dr. Downer. I, I love it. I was, I was hoping you would go down yeah. that road. Say, say that one more yeah, time for I it. did. Because, I mean, I went to school. I did most of my, you know, PhD. I, I did two masters. 
I, I'm a researcher at heart. I love numbers. I love statistics. I was teaching statistics at, at Bowie State. I was teaching research, child psychology. I love academia. I love academia. I love the university campus. But I love the Lord. I love teaching his word. I love preaching his word. I love researching his word. And I couldn't do as much as I want to do in ministry, working a full-time job. I worked 6 a.m. to whatever time in the afternoon. I couldn't do as much. I said, okay, Rosemary, the way to get out of this is get yourself sound financially so you're not burdened mm. by making money when you really want to go into ministry. I don't write books to make money. I don't preach to make money. I don't teach to make money. That is the wrong purpose. That is the wrong motive. I want people to hear the word. I want people who can just drink and be fed of the word to get it, be nourished and strengthened, edify and equip the body of Christ, bring, bring people ah. into faith in Jesus Christ. So, yes, I took those yes. time, that time to make myself ready so I can be where I am today to do things comfortably with a smile on my face. Ah, ah, I love it. Amen. Well said. Amen. Amen. Well said. Well <laughs> said. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Now, you mentioned earlier that this is your eighth book. I want you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your other seven. You know, I know your focus is on Christian nonfiction, but can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what those books entail as well? Yeah. So another book that um, is out is the COVID-19 test, Church or God. And Mm. I am a little bit remorseful because the title of the book that the Lord gave me in prayer was simply Church or God. And as I was writing the book, I started to talk about the, the pandemic and how we couldn't go into church. And that's the premise, really, of the book and how it has affected many believers' walk with the Lord. So I tagged on the COVID-19 test, Church or God. I think the COVID-19 test on the title of the book is off-putting. So people don't want to look past that because I think many people are over COVID. But that book is about whether or not we are wedded to church or we're wedded to God. And the question, therefore, is, why is it that some of us some of us got spiritually weaker, some of us lost interest, some of us walked away, some pastors came found find some people after churches reopened? Why is it churches reopened and we can't some people can't go back to church? What was it that kept us going to church before? And why have we fallen off simply because we couldn't go in a church building? So hence the question, are we wedded to church or are we wedded to God? Who are we really worshiping? So in that book, I call us to examine ourselves and look for the idols that are in our lives. Even the good things that we do, ministry can become an idol. Leading worship can become an idol. The lights can become an idol. Preaching can become an idol. Church can become an idol. The church Mm. as we have made it can become an idol. So I do deep scrutiny of the between the good and the best. And between the best yes. and the superior, God is the superior. And so I call us into relationship, calling us back into deep fellowship and intimacy with the Lord. We want to choose God over church. We want to choose relationship over religion. So that's one book. Mm. That's, that's, that, that's the Another book that's out is the South Scar Church. And in that book, I talk about seven 
primary wrongs or misdeeds or flaws that I see in the body of Christ. And guard, because these flaws are exhibited by members of the body of Christ, and we are the church. And when we exhibit these behaviors, we scar the church. We, 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 we mar the church. So it's self-scarred. So I talk about lack of vision, crab, crab mentality, poverty syndrome, king leadership. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I can't remember the others, the other three. That's terrible. Um, but, no, but that's as, not terrible. We'll have to get the book. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll have to get the book. Yes. Um, yes. And it's really tailored to ministry leaders and pastors and members of the church because our job is to build the kingdom of God, not to tear it down, not yes. to be divided, not yes. to um, um, promote ourselves. Today, you know, we can promote ourselves on social media and look like something else. It's and that, many people yes. are caught up into that, and it mars the body of Christ. It, 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 it demerits his credibility, his deity. That Yes, that's, that's what that book is about. Yeah. So that's two other books. Should I keep going? Or? Yes. Absolutely. Keep, keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to say also <laughs> that the, the High Call of Forgiveness comes with a student workbook and the leader guide. So that's two other books. Um, that okay. makes it five. The leader guide um, has all the answers, and the student workbook has blanks and vignettes and scenarios that the facilitators mm-hmm. can work through. It's a really good book for um, cell groups and book clubs and, and, and the women's ministry. Men have issues with unforgiveness as well, but this is such a yeah. big issue for women. Um, women's ministry is mm-hmm. huge. Um, there's also a book. Um, not on Amazon, but a book about, it was mentioned in my, in, in my bio, in the introduction, a, a ministry course. Um, the title of it is Find and Occupy Your Place. So it talks about ministry etiquette. It talks about the motive behind doing ministry. And that is a huge mm. thing for me. There are so many preachers and so many teachers and so many authors, and it's saturated and it's very, very important that we examine and be in touch with why we do what we do. The lights Amen. are removed. What if the title mm. is removed? What if the accolades are removed? Will we still do what we do? For whom and for what reason do we do what we do? So the, 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 the course, uh, Find and Occupy Your Place, go into that quite a bit. And, you know, for some people that don't know their, where they fit in ministry, um, so it also helps people identify what their strengths are. There's an assessment that's in it. Where do you fit and how do you maximize what the Lord has invested in you? And then there are a, a couple um, parenting handbooks as well. Being a, being a child psychologist, I did put out a couple parenting handbooks and one or two academic books. Praise the Lord. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. So in, in the time that we have left, uh, Dr. Downer, because it always goes by very, very quickly, um, yes, what, what, yes. what's, in store, what's in store for you next? Uh, what, what's, what's coming up next, and uh, what should we mm-hmm. be on the lookout for mm-hmm. from Dr. Downer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm currently working on another manuscript. My <laughs> um, biggest challenge is, of course, finding the time to write and settle down. So I write best when I go away, um, out of my routine. And so that's what I have to do next, to 
to get this manuscript moving. And then following that, what I want to do is, is to do another 40-day devotional that, goes, that, that supplements the book that I'm working on now with the High Call of Forgiveness. There's also a 40-day devotional that goes with it. Powerful, because you get a scripture each day about forgiveness, either the Father's forgiveness of us or us forgiving others, but some angle coming at forgiveness, a discussion of the scripture, and application for the reader. I want to do the same thing for this book as I go through the context of what the book is about, then do a devotional to make it um, bite sizes, smaller, daily dosage of what's covered in the book and how to further apply it to your life. So that's what's coming next, and I want to continue to do the podcast, speaking engagements, and every door that can open open that the Lord opens for, for me to get his word out. Yes. Amen. Amen. That is so exciting. And listen, I just want to thank you. I know you have such a busy schedule, but this has been such a treat. And just want to thank you for sharing with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, the opportunity. Absolutely. Yep. I would, mm-hmm. I would echo the same. Always good to meet great, great people in the ministry and uh, all yeah. the best to you and your journey. Keep us posted. Keep us uh, in mind in terms of what's next. Uh, mm-hmm. We would love to support mm-hmm. and also share with the listening audience mm-hmm. as well. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Will do. Will do. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you, listening audience, for tuning in to another episode of the CAOT Blog Talk Radio Show. Listen, we want you to support this Christian author, pray for her, buy her books, listen, but most importantly, read the most important book of all, and that's the Holy Bible. Mm -hmm. Find the scripture, Mm -hmm. hide it in your heart, and live it. And until next time, everybody, (laughs) God bless.